Welcome to the Soulful Sound Podcast. This podcast is about celebrating the leaders, teachers, and coaches who guide fellow humans to connect, heal, and discover themselves so they can express their gifts into the world. I am Simone Niles, a coach, sound healer, vocalist, and author. Thank you for being here with me today. In this soulful sound conversation, I'm joined by the wonderful Jay Bradley, who is a breathwork healer and teacher living in Los Angeles. He is the author of Live, Look, Feel, the 12-week guide to live longer, look younger, and feel better, and the creator of Chakra Bombs. His book, Live, Look, Feel, helps readers to balance in all areas and to forge ahead even through the toughest of times. Over the past few years, Jay's passion and purpose became even more clear. After attending a small breathwork class where he had a life-changing and out-of-body experience, he knew that he had found something beyond important. Knowing that if he could literally release a lifetime of pain and grief in one session, what this could do for others. He has since trained with some of the top breathwork teachers and has gone on to share this incredible healing modality with thousands of people, both privately and in groups. In this episode, Jay talks about the power of using conscious breathing to relieve stress and anxiety, physical pain, and overcome addiction, a few benefits of breathwork. He opens up about his personal story from being bullied as a child to experiencing depression and how his experience of breathwork helped him overcome and heal. Jay also drops a few tips on first steps for anyone new to breathwork. Join us for this fun, informative conversation. Hey, I am super excited to have this wonderful man, Jay Bradley, with me today. He is a breathwork healer and teacher living in Los Angeles. He is the author of Live, Look, Feel, the 12-week guide to live longer, look younger, and feel better, and the creator of Chakra Bombs. Thank you so much for joining me, Jay. Hi, Simone. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. I'm so excited about this. Your book, Live, Look, Feel, and talking about looking younger, you look incredibly young. I I happen to know that you're older than me, and you look just, you look younger than me, I think, so you're doing really well. Well... (laughs) I'm 80, 84. You and, are amazingly, uh, we, we all have to go and buy that book, basically. <laughs> it's just good lighting, but thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, so as I said, you are a breathwork healer and teacher. So for anyone listening who doesn't know what breathwork is, can you yeah. tell me a little bit about what that actually is? Yeah, breathwork healing is uh, accessing our breath in order to move through blocks and obstacles and, and I guess, use the word heal. So it's, it's a regular, consistent practice. Uh, and there's, you know, hundreds of different styles of breathing. Mm. But breath work itself is just accessing the breath for a regular, consistent practice over an extended period of time in order to access um, some, of that, um, some of that healing that's available to us. That's awesome. Okay. I mean, I know as a singer and the background in singing how incredible breathing practice is. Um, I've done a little bit of pranayama in the past in my, when I dabbled in yoga and that kind of stuff. So it's really interesting um, to be able to re- really utilize it consciously in a healing context. And so what would you say are the benefits of having a regular breathwork practice? 
Yeah, it's, uh, there are so many benefits, but I kind of like to break it down in, in body, mind, and spirit, because honestly, a regular breathwork practice will help you on all levels. And, you know, as a, a former health and wellness coach, I love the physical aspects. It helps to detox our body, mm. which is huge. Uh, it helps to boost our immunity, to bring in more alkalinity and to offset like some of the acidity that we carry. Uh, it also uh, boosts our brain function and memory. Who doesn't need that? Absolutely. <laughs> um, digestion as well. It really helps with uh, improving your digestion, releasing physical pain and stress from the body. Mm. Um, so those are some of the, the physical benefits. It releases endorphins and um, a bunch of other chemicals too and, and hormones. Uh, and then the emotional component I always say is my most uh, favorite because it usually catches people off guard. Right. You know, we, I think we walk around the world and we're not, you know, we feel fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. And then we do some breath work. And so, <laughs> well, where did that come from? So it brings up um, in- incredible emotion. And, yes. you know, sometimes it's grief and sadness and or anger and rage. Um, sometimes it's just a lot of joy. Mm-hmm. And we're able to, like, magnify what's under the surface. And I got goosebumps talking about it because it, it's such a magical experience to be able to feel those emotions, especially the heavy or what may call toxic emotions, so that we can feel it in order to heal it. You yes. know, we need to recognize it. Um, and then spiritually, uh, th- we have seven main energy points in our body, chakras, right? Most people are aware of them. But, you know, for me, I never felt my chakras until I did breath work. Right. And suddenly, I'm lying on my table after a session and... <sighs> They're like popping and pulsating and throbbing mm. and speaking to me. So what's so interesting is we get to fine-tune fine our energy so that we can actually feel those yeah. energy points in our body and what they have to say to us. So it's really, it's really incredible uh, the amount of release and healing that breathwork can, can bring. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I think it's great that you obviously talk about it from a holistic perspective, because we all come with different things, things that we are aware of, and some things that happen to reveal itself through these healing modalities. And I know when I talk about chakras myself, it's interesting because, you know, we talk in, as a sound healer, there are frequencies and sounds and vowels that are associated with the chakras as well, just as there are colors and other things. And one of the things that I often say is, you know, if you saw, I don't know, what what does it for you, Jay, if it's a cute baby or a cute puppy or both, but, you know, it's almost universal. This is a generalization. But when we see something that really tugs at the heartstrings, we go, ah. You know, we, we, we sit into that sound and that awe shape. So there is this innate, I believe, innate sense of knowing where these energy centers are. Similarly, if someone's feeling, I don't know, some excitement or maybe, you know, verging on the nerves and anxiety, sometimes they can sense that in their solar plexus, you know, those, and the emotion uh, and energy center there. So I think there is this, this um, natural sense of knowing these things. So when we become conscious of them, then we're in such a better place to kind of work through, as you say, that the things that are present and work through that healing. That's what I love so much. And, and, you know, behind those chakras, right, if we're we're releasing out of fear rather than love, eventually we'll feel it physically, right? Uh, For me, I had a 20-year gallbladder pain. I'm healthy. You know, I I don't fit any of the factors for gallbladder disease. Surgeons couldn't find anything wrong with it. But it happened right after a breakup of a seven-year relationship. There was a lot of pain, a lot Mm. of uh, issues around my solar plexus. It manifested almost immediately and lasted for 20 years, but has since healed itself through breath work. And again, it's opening of the chakras, releasing Mm. the the fear and the tension and stress and just allowing more energy and more love in. 
Yeah, allowing more love in. I love that. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you, because I noted in your work that you spoke about, I'm just peeping at my notes as we go along, uh, that you spoke about helping people to reconnect with their inner power and purpose. So how do you use breath work Mm -hmm. to kind of, in this capacity, to facilitate that? Well, I'd like to, you know, take credit for it, but honestly, the breath, <laughs> the breath does it. Yes. I'm a guide, obviously, like you, right? With your yeah. sound and your other healing. I'm a catalyst and a guide. But what I love is the breath has a way of finding whatever needs to be removed. Um, more importantly, it has a way of reconnecting us with, with our power and, and, you know, all of that beautiful energy that's already sitting inside of us. Mm. Um, most people that come to me are a little bit numb. You know, they're tired, like... Uh, they're they're pretty exhausted actually because they've tried everything yeah. to feel better. Right. Okay. <clears throat> and so the work really is <clears throat> just accessing the breath, going through uh, going through the process, going through a session, and reconnecting. So my job is just to help them reconnect hmm. with what's already there, and the breath and the oxygen has a way of of finding it as well. So I don't know if that answered your question, but it's sort of a process that naturally happens. Yes. Um, as we do this kind of work. The very conscious breathing. Now, I know that with most things, there it's not necessarily um, a quick fix or anything that one can do. Just, here you go, now you're, now you're cured, because we know that's not what healing is about. Um, but I would be curious to know if there's one tip or one thing or even one small demonstration of an inhale and exhale that you think would be helpful for people to just access on their own at home. Yeah, well, I teach a three-part breath, so that's really what I focus on. It's, um, I've tried different styles, and for me, this is what resonates. And the reason is because it opens up the lower chakras yep. and yep. the upper chakras of the body. And so my tip to people would be even like five to seven minutes a day. Mm. And if you want to put on some music and lie down and breathe to that, you can. But it's um, it would be what I share with, with my clients and other people is the, the two inhales and one exhale. And it's all done in and out of the mouth. So you would just relax the jaw and you would, um, I'll show you, just get up a little. You breathe in the belly, Mm. in the chest, and out. So it's like a half inhale in the belly, chest, and out. So it's just a nice circular breath in the belly, in the chest, and out. And if people can do that, they'll be able to open up some of those energy points, release stress in the body, and just kind of wake things up. It's a great way to start the day. That's awesome. What about ending the day? Would it do anything differently? Well, you know, some people find uh, breathwork super invigorating, which right. is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get adrenaline and other things going. So you know, this practice, sometimes people sleep like a baby. Other yeah. people yeah. find it um, too stimulating to do it in the evening. Sure. So in that, in that case, you know, you can do some of the other uh, pranayama breathing or even simply um, accessing more nose breath mm. and just taking s- slow inhales Maybe hold, maybe in for four, hold for four, out for four, or six or eight. And, you know, just a nice slow breath is a great way to come down after the day, I think. Yeah, I do that kind of breathing a lot with my singing students. In fact, at the end, if we're cooling down after an hour's lesson, we just do some nice slow inhalations and exhalations to kind of bring everything back into into center. So that's awesome. I love that. So before I go further into your breath work, I'd love to know about your background, just your story in general. How did you get into all of this? Well, let's see. How much time do we have now? Loads of time. We have loads of time. <laughs> well, I, I grew up in a small town in Canada. Um, and 
you know, certainly had my struggles like all of us. Right. But a, a lot of depression, a lot of um, anxiety and, and uh, bullying, you know, from as far back as I can remember. So and there was a lot of health issues, too. Um, ironically, asthma, breathing issues. Hmm. How funny, right? Right. Uh, allergies and earaches and all sorts of things. So um, so my, my journey started early. You know, I knew even as a kid, like, I deserve to feel good. There's something, something's wrong with this picture. You know, I shouldn't be this sick. So I would say probably around 20 is when I picked up my first self-help book. Mm. You know, my aunts, um, interestingly enough, were already doing some hands-on healing. We call it therapeutic touch. Nice. Uh, and I found out my great-grandfather ha- had um, healing, hands-on healing books in Danish in his barn. Love I'm like, that. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. So I just really became excited about this, this um internal or emotional and spiritual journey mm. so it just became passionate read a lot of books and started to do some hands-on healing probably at 20 or 21 um you know my first uh, partner ha- used to have stomach aches a lot and so i would just put my hands on him and send some white light and he felt better and i didn't know mm. what i was doing but i realized there was definitely something you know to this energy thing and then i just dove in and started to see different healers. And, you know, I did talk therapy. I mm. <clears throat> did past life regression, did hypnosis. And then I became certified over the years in, in hypnosis, became a Reiki master, um, you know, had a history in fitness as well. So I think for me, it's like, it is really body, mind and spirit. Yes, mm. we need to take care of our body, stay fit, eat well. But what's more important and what I've discovered, you know, over the last few years is like that inner work is way more exciting to me. Right. Than than the outer work. So it's it's definitely been a it's been a long journey. I mean I say over thirty years of of researching, of of practicing, of trying different things. Mm-hmm. Um and that's that's kinda why I'm so convinced that breath work is the answer because I've tried almost everything. Yeah. And then so quickly with this practice, I uh, have been able to move through all of my blocks. Well not all of them, but you know, a majority of them and yeah. just get to a place of feeling good. So um, so for me, my journey, the, the biggest struggle, I think, was was the um, depression. Mm-hmm. It's like a moderate depression. It was never like, you know, so low. But in, in a way, that's almost worse because like you just <laughs> I was going through, you know, feeling a little numb. Mm. And I just like I knew I, I wanted to get rid of that and access the joy. Nice. So that was the biggest challenge. And then the other was, was sort of a lack of belief in myself, a real mm. struggle with self-esteem, with confidence, just due to all of the years and years of, of bullying that I uh, went through. Yeah. And so in your work, you obviously you come across clients who have experienced themselves quite a bit of trauma and things like that. Um, yeah. how, what, what is the best way in to, to breath work with you in that capacity? I know that you offer many different things, but I'm just curious if someone comes to you with something quite traumatic, what is, what is that first step forward? Yeah, well, the f- first step is always booking our initial session, you know, where we get to sit down and we, we talk a lot about mm. what's going on. So the important part is actually vocalizing right? what we're aware is the issue, mm-hmm. <laughs> talk about our history, which I do with, with clients. And then we just, we get in, we breathe, and I just kind of trust the process. But again, the breath knows where the trauma is, Yeah, you know, yeah. it has a way of accessing it. Um, and I just intuitively kind of help clients to release that you know for me i do in person when we can get back to touching people again yeah <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> uh 
you know, I do a lot of pressure point work right. with the breath work. And so I can often tune in to where, where we're holding trauma okay. tension and we'll access those points. And obviously I bring in energy work and, and hypnosis as well. Hmm. So, yeah, so it's an interesting process. But the trauma, I will say very quickly, often in one session, nice. we will access and release a lot. Mm, beautiful. And I mean, even in, in vocalizing, you know, the, the, the sound travels on the breath, doesn't it? So even through that um, initial start, there is a release through letting it out. We talk about talking therapies for that reason. But coming back to that underlying breath work, the breath is carrying that sound. It's still a release, which I love. Oh, it is. And I'm glad you said that because I, I bring in sound mm. uh, into my sessions as well. Uh, I, I have a background in studying singing as well. Woohoo, so singers! Yes, well, yeah. <laughs> Always wanted to be a singer. Um, yeah, we, we let out different sounds. You know, often yeah. it's just a yell or some sort of noise or sound mm. to, to dissipate some of that sort of energy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, in the sound healing world, it's similar. Some of the treatments are for releasing pain is literally to sound it out. What is the pain and the, the, the sound of that pain? And then replenishing with something that is, you know, healing and a little bit more harmonious in, in the body. So I love that. I love the parallels. I wanted to ask you a little bit. And I when I speak with other healers and coaches and people like yourself, I'm always curious about the intuitive part because we know that there is a lot of science that backs the work that we do there's so much research there's so much out there but we know there's also the intuition you know the intuitive part the intuition that really drives a lot of it as well and I wonder how you if you could talk to me about your intuition perhaps how you tap into that how does that work for you thank you that's a great question you know it's a process uh I learned I have learned to trust it more and more. Mm. <laughs> I think in the beginning, you know, there was a lot of a um, lot of fog in the way. But now I just I get direct downloads, um, maybe similar to you. I, I get for me, I see, so I see words, mm. or I'll get a feeling or a knowing in my gut. Yeah, and um, so I'll say a word through a, in a session that pops into my head, mm. and sure enough, that's the word they, you know, my client needed to hear. Sure. Uh, in order yeah. to, to move through something. So I think, obviously, I do a lot of uh, breath work and, and meditation myself. Mm-hmm. And that helps to tap me into that energy before I work with people. Of course, yeah. So it opens the channel. And I would say I, I, I've i learned to just trust and be in the moment. And if something seems crazy, like, why am I saying this to them? I'll just say it anyway. Yeah. You know, I might be wrong. But uh, I've it's proven over time, as we trust mm-hmm. our intuition, that actually... There's some validity there, you know? Yeah. Well, I love that. I had a a conversation uh, like this not long ago with uh, my sound healing teacher, actually, and I was asking her about the same question. Um, And she said, well, how do you how do you deal with it? You know, because sometimes, especially when you're just learning these things, you have those the internal dialogue or the doubts that every now and then pops up and says, like you said, uh, should why am I saying this? Or should I say this? Or what if this isn't real or whatever the, the things that pop up into into their, you know, into our minds. And I remembered for myself, the reframe was very simply, what if it is real? What if it is true? It is just information. It doesn't have to be right or wrong. It's just information. What if it were this or that? So that's how I felt that the relationship of trusting started to, was fostered through me just quickly saying, well, instead of the doubts, what if 
dot, 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 something positive instead. And it's always been a great way. I even do this with my kids. So if they have, they ask me a question about something, I often guide them to look inward for the answer, unless it's, you know, like, I don't know, where's the, the drink you brought, bought me? It's in the fridge, you know. I don't say think about it and sense that, but I certainly do when they're wanting to find things for themselves or question things for themselves, you know. What do you think? What do, what do you think it is? Or what do you sense oh, is the I right thing that. to do? Um, and I'm, I'm really fortunate to have had that from my, from my mom, my dad. They were very much, um, you know, giving us these messages from young that there was something that it's inward looking. I would even remember as a teenager being 13, 14 and coming home and saying to my mom, oh, my friend and I got into an argument as you do as a teenager. And she would say, well, what is it that is making you feel the way you're feeling? Rather than what did she do or why did she do? It was always look inward looking, never outward pointing. And so my, my whole life has been about that, taking responsibility for my own, sh- my own stuff and then letting others take responsibility for theirs. And also knowing when it's yours and when it isn't yours. Yes. First of all, that's what an amazing way to grow up. I'm so happy that you had parents yes, like that. definitely. You know, I'm, I am very grateful. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's beautiful. And yeah, like you said, when is it yours and when is it not? Yes. I think that's, um, I know for me and probably other kids who had grown up, you know, we pick up on energy and, and sure. you know, is, it, it, we get messed up and we're, it, you know, we're not really taught how to separate it. I think mm. that's probably what happened to me. I was picking up on a lot of energy at school and I think it just really caused me to um, to get this heaviness. Mm. If I had been taught maybe a way to clear it or a way not to take it on, it would have been good. But yeah. Parents do the best they can. Of right? course, yeah, and I'm I'm a parent. I'm sure that I'm messing up my kids to some extent too. As much as I am, <laughs> yeah. as much as I am blessing them with all the tools that I have, all I have is tools. I use them. I discard what doesn't work. I explore new things. But it is all about that self awareness and inward looking. Because as you said, this inside out approach is so important. Because the body's going to feel better when inside is feeling better. And we know the other way around. It's a it's a connection. It's a balance, isn't it? It is a connection. I think where I got frustrated with health coaching and fitness and stuff was I would give people the plan. Mm. <laughs> Here's your plan. They'd pay me money to get a plan, but they wouldn't follow it. Right. And, why, and that was like, okay, what can I do to help them follow it? Well, mm. get inside, figure out where the blocks and the self-sabotage is. Yes. Go to that <laughs> first. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's why this work is so exciting. Well, yeah, and I completely relate because when I've, I've worked with singers over the years as a, as a technician, you know, vocal technique, warm-ups, this is how you hit a note, this is how you do that. And I realized that a lot of the issues and challenges that came up for musicians and, and singers was not about the technical stuff. It was less about the head most of the time and more about the heart. And so when I did my research years ago around my master's, I realized, well, you know, in performance, especially in the, in the sports arena, we have, a, you know, a tennis coach telling you how to hit a forehand and a backhand, but also telling you how to think like a winner, how your mindset, how to, you know, outthink your opponent, the stamina piece. And I thought as musicians, we're rarely taught this. We're taught all the, you know, we know how to get our fingers on that, on that instrument, or we know how to get our voices out. But when you get up on stage, then what? You're still you with all of your baggage, all of your light. How do you then express that out into the world? So like you, I felt that the outside approach was being looked after in a, in a big way, but then and the issues were, didn't stop there. So looking inside at the person, you know, we can't separate the artist from the art. You know, it's, lo- it's, it's really important. I think singing is definitely the, the biggest lesson in, you know, self-love, self-acceptance and mm. personal growth. Um, 
having done some singing in the past, it's 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 challenging because you know uh, we kind of rely on what other people think. I yeah. think of our voice, and mm. you know, people know when you're screwing up. Yeah, <laughs> and you're putting yourself out there. You're raw. You're vulnerable. Yeah, it's 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 amazing, but it's also such a gift to offer people. Yeah, love music. And I was talking to my husband about this recently because um, we were, I can't remember the artist that we were talking about, but uh, after a while, when you have such a strong grounding and, and centering in your practice, whether it's a musician performer or any other practice, after a while, there is no such thing as a wrong note. And of, of course, that's all context, you know, in the context of going out and performing, because again, in, in the sounding and the sound world and the sound healing world, dissonance, is, as you know, is needed for removing and helping to resolve stuck energy. It's needed. So that what sounds, oh, that feels weird to hear those notes is needed for us to break things down before we can re reach that harmonic state or the harmony again. So when you realize there really is no such thing as a wrong note, then there it. is a little bit of a breakdown of the expectations of others or self-judgment or judgment of others, because whatever comes out of me or through me is right. And for that. right now. I love that. And it kind of, uh, goes back to the healing world where there's really no wrong or right. Yes. It's just, it just is. And mm. loving even the darkest parts of ourselves and those parts of, you know, we think sh we shouldn't have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, awesome. Okay, so I want to know more about you. So you did touch a little bit on some of your struggles. I wanted to ask you, what are some of the biggest struggles that you've overcome so far? And I know you spoke a little bit about that. Can you talk a little bit more on that? And perhaps how you've overcome them? Yeah, it, it <clears throat> is this pattern of, you know, feeling good, crashing, <laughs> being stuck for mm. lengthy periods of time. Uh, trying something else to help myself get back up, you know, a new book or a new course, and then I'm back up again. And then it lasts, and then <laughs> it's just, I mean, I know life can be a roller coaster. I sure. get it. But there were pretty dramatic, you know, ups and then pretty mm. dramatic downs. And it was exhausting. It's just exhausting. And I think it was the fatigue and the exhaustion towards life. And I was talking to my coach the other day, and the words came out, you know, who, who am I trying to help? Um, people who are trying to be happy. Mm. <laughs> and it's like, how ironic. We're trying, right? Yes. We're trying to be happy. We're trying to heal. We're trying. It's so much work. Yeah. So I think, if anything, life has just felt like a lot of work. There was mm. not a lot of joy. And that's not a fun way to live. No. You know? Um, so for me, obviously, breathwork has been the most powerful tool to peel back those layers and reconnect with my joy mm. and, you know, allow myself to have some fun. Like life doesn't have to be so serious all the time. I can lighten up. But that's been like the biggest, I think the biggest challenge tied in with those ups and downs, of course, were health challenges, you know, just struggling with energy mainly again. Yeah. And I know that my energy was more related to my emotional, spiritual health than my physical health. Mm. Um, but of course, they're so finely tuned. They're connected, connected aren't they? Yeah. So I was just trying to sort that out and trying to love and accept myself when I was in the low points. Mm. That's the key. I think if, if I can share, you know, the biggest tool is like loving, loving those dark times, trying to embrace ourselves and forgive ourselves and let ourselves off the hook when life isn't working, you know, yeah. when things aren't going our way. Yeah. So I would say, I would say that and just a lot of shame, mm. just a lot of shame for being a gay kid, 
it just kind of was stored up in my body. Mm. Um, that took some work to really release and feel powerful in who I am. Yeah. Self-acceptance, self-love, they're huge. They're, they're huge. And I, and I love that you talk about, um, com- you know, kind of leaning in and, and living from a, from a joy. I, I, joy is a massive part of what I do. I, I've, I think joy, I think, is I kind of use the words as my inner navigation, just simply that I kind of follow a trail and it takes me where I need to go. And I light up inside and I know, right, this is, this is something I need to explore. Um, often the other way around as well. When the joy is gone, I question whether I need to stay or not and whether I can generate yeah. that joy some more in a different way. And if it's not possible, then I'm also out, you know, I follow the joy. Um, and I know that that is something that is really important for, I think, you know, you touched on that. I, I would like to use the word gratitude, staying in that space of gratitude when things are also tough, as you said, because it's easy to go, oh, everything's great in my life. There's joy. I'm happy. And then when it's down, we don't go into that place of gratitude. So I think you're right. Just sensing and recognizing that even through the tough times, taking a moment just to still yourself and say, I'm thankful for the lessons here. I'm thankful for the opportunity to grow and learn. And obviously, when needed, reach out for the support that you that you need, because I think that's the other thing. We can also feel like we have to do everything on our own. Yes, <clears throat> I can definitely relate to that. Trying, yeah, and and sometimes feeling like a burden. I know for me, it's like oh, I don't want to reach out to somebody. I'm, you know, I'm yeah. in a bad mood. They don't need that energy. But meanwhile, that's when you really do need to reach out and ask. Yes. And I think yes. I think that's a big part of a lot of us is receiving. Mm. We're great givers, so many yeah. of us, right? Yeah, but once we can kind of connect that hard energy, it opens the flow for unconditional uh, love, giving yes. and receiving. Yeah, I, I have to say that's something that I had to learn to do. I had to practice receiving more. Um, very, very in much in my element being the caregiver, the giver, the give, give, give. And yeah. realizing, of course, that give and receive are the same coin. And if you want the flow of energy and you want everything to flow in a, in a beautiful way, then you need to have both pieces. And so, you know, I started being able, I actually did a practice of, of giving and receiving very consciously um, in my morning and, and being filled with gratitude. So I say yes to help a lot more than I ever used to. And I'm so glad that I did and that I do. It's changed my life to say yes more to those things anyway. That's beautiful. And it takes uh, awareness and it sometimes takes a little work, right? A little mm, effort to definitely. be conscious. Okay. Got <laughs> definitely. Got to say yes. Got to say thank you instead yes. of brushing off yeah. compliments. And stuff. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. So when do you feel most in your light? We're talking about joy and all these wonderful things. When do you feel most in your light? When I feel on purpose and what that means for me is helping people to inspire to feel inspired and and to transform in some way like Mm. i love this i feel like my two words for life are inspiration and transformation Mm. so if i if i'm first of all helping somebody else feel inspired or transformed i I light up it's super exciting and and also you know if i'm doing something on my own that makes me feel uh, inspired or transformed in some way so just just those words light me up Mm, I love that. Without obviously going into details about who, because I know I understand client and coach confidentiality, could you share a story or just something that you've experienced working with a client in that way, where there's that inspiration and transformation piece that the stuff that really lights you up? 
Yeah, I mean, it happens with every class, with every session, because there's always some sort of amazing shift that happens, you know, no matter what. And so, yeah, really, I, I see this shift, this transformation, and, and uh, people feel inspired in every session. But who comes to mind is, is this um, this gay man that I, I worked with for a number of sessions, and, you know... He was willing to do the work. He was willing to go there. Mm. Um, but, you know, he said he'd spent 20 years or more trying to release some of the shame and some of the heaviness right. that he carried. And, you know, he, he was just just so grateful and, mm. you know, blown away by the power of this work that it could, it could so quickly yes. <laughs> help him to move through and to feel more empowered. So... You know, that's one great example. I mean, I, I just feel so lifted up when I'm able to to channel that for him and, you know, be a catalyst for some of that change. Mm, that's beautiful. I love how connected you are to your values and the things that really matter to you, because I... I Often in the work that I do, when people come to me feeling like they need some clarity, perhaps it could just be what's next in their lives or what they want to do in their work or something new in a relationship. Often my first question is, well, what lights you up or what what matters to you or what brings meaning to your life? And it's not surprising, unfortunately, the amount of people that don't know. Yes. And I spent a lot of my life there. Yeah. I spent a lot of my life there. And it's all in the nice thing. And I believe it's all inside, like it's all there waiting for us. So it's not like we have to create it even. (laughs) It's not like we, you know, have to force it. It's there. We just need to, I think, clear away some of the crap Mm. that's on top of it that that makes us feel numb or or makes us feel lost or disconnected. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's beautiful. I love it. And so this is a question that I like to ask um, a lot of the healers that I work with. What is your definition of healing? Ooh, my definition of healing. My definition of healing is remembering who we are fully and completely, reconnecting with our light, Mm. whatever is necessary to reconnect with that inner light. It's already there. So the healing, it's just the stuff we do to, again, clear away the heaviness that's in the way. Yeah. Beautiful. I love that. And as a healer, what are some of the demands that, that I guess, for you in this, in the work that you do? Obviously, I know that you have your own self-practice of breath work and meditation, but what are some of the demands and how do you look after yourself? Because a lot of people obviously come to you with their own traumas, their own things and challenges. And, you know, we do our best to be a catalyst to help them through that. How do you look after you in that process? Yeah, well... The wonderful thing, one of my good qualities is I'm very consistent, mm. very disciplined, uh, which is a wonderful, um, wonderful thing to have. So, I mean, my morning always starts off the same way. You know, I get up and I've been journaling for 30 years every nice. morning. You've got, a I mean, few books. You've got a few books under your belt then. <laughs> I got a few more books coming. Yeah. So for me, writing, expressing, getting centered, taking time to be quiet in the morning is essential. Yeah. Um, and of course... You know, exercise is a big part. I've worked out five to six days a week since I was 13, you know, so many, many, many years. Um, That is a huge part of of how I take care of my body. And, Mm. you know, I I do my best to eat organic. 
I take tons of superfoods, raw organic superfood powders, you know, and I get a lot of rest, you know, mm. I, I no problem sleeping eight and a half hours and a nap every day. And then of course my breath work practice, you know, when I first found it, I did it every day for months and it was intense. Now it's about two days a week of an intense breath work practice mm. and um, and some periodic meditation uh, in between. So wonderful. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty full schedule, but uh, put myself first in order to stay, you know, to serve others. Some- yeah, absolutely. So important. I think a lot of people forget that in general, not necessarily in a, in the healing world or coaching world, but generally you have to look after yourself in order to help others. You know, I I know yeah. I was saying to someone today, um, you know, when I was talking, to, when I talk about my own stuff, uh, when my kids come to me, if I'm in a state, whether it's that I'm hungry, I'm tired, something triggered something in me and they come to me in that very moment. I, it's something I've learned to do over the, over the years of being a mom, my youngest now 13, but it's very much, okay, I'm in a state right now. It has nothing to do with you. I need 30 minutes. Come back to me unless it's urgent and the house is burning down or you're in pain. Come back to me in 30 minutes because I don't want to shout at you, yell at you, come, come on to you in a way that is not going to serve you or me. So let's just put it right there. And they know now it's just like, give mom 30 minutes because this is the best way they come back and everything's fine. So how beautiful. You're teaching them how, you know, treat, how to treat you and how to take care of you. And you're teaching them to do the same, to actually yes. ask for what you need. That's, that's amazing. And, and I think also, hopefully, the, the, the lesson for me there is I'm taking responsibility for, again, for my own stuff. It has nothing yeah. to do with you. So let's keep it that way and then come back to me when I'm in a better state to deal with it. So, yes, it's so important. Well, obviously, you're very conscious and you've done a lot of work to even know <laughs> that yeah. you need that time and that you need to yes. ask for it. Yes, yes, it's important to say, and they, they know me so well in that way now. Um, now I know Will you that you. My mom, please say it again. Will you be my mom? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm everyone's mom. You can ask anyone I know somewhere uh, somewhere in the world. Everyone's like Simone is my mom. Yeah, <laughs> no problem. Very I mean, you, uh, it's 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 a weird scenario you being 84 and all, but I'll try. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, I want to know about your products and your books and services. So we know about the breathwork stuff. And I know looking at your, your website that not only do you offer classes and workshops, but you also do a teacher training as well. So you teach people in your own method of breathwork, which is awesome. I do. Yeah, I, I love teaching other healers, other teachers. It's, uh, it's so rewarding and, and it's super powerful. Mm-hmm. I wanted to take what I had learned from my teachers yeah. and quite frankly, you know, expand on it and give people even more because there was a lot that was missing for me. Mm. So I went in and organized um, like an introduction to breathwork, healer training, and then a more advanced uh, training. And it's just wonderful. The introduction is even for people who just want to delve in and learn more for their own practice. You know, you don't necessarily need to go and share breathwork. What I love so much about it is these are people who, you know, are serious about their, their growth. Yeah. And it's exciting to work with people who are committed to that. So, yes, I do. The, right now, it's all online, of course, with yes. everything that's going on in the world. Yes. So that's available. And then, of course, one-on-ones and, and different groups that I offer. Mm. Um, I'm also soon coming out with a more uh, extended practice of really taking charge of your life. I love it. Uh, working on that. And then what my product is super exciting. I, I launched a product called Chakra Balms. Yes. I'm um, actually... I have some right here. Whoop, whoop. There's seven awesome. of them. 
Love it. Main bombs. Yeah. For example, uh, the heart bomb. This is my favorite, actually. Smells amazing. So it's it's uh, custom blended essential oils. I did mm. a lot of research about which oils help for which chakras, yeah. and uh, so these balms really help when you are uh, prior to a breath work or yoga or meditation practice, mm-hmm. applying them to your chakras or even just day to day. You know, as a singer, right, yes. or teaching your students, like putting a little throat chakra balm on and just helping with that expression. Mm. I wanted to like bring spirituality. Um, home to everyone where they can just have a nice little consistent practice, whether you have your products and you have, you know, yes, it's something that makes it really, really special. So I love my, uh, my chakra balls. I love that. I, I can't wait to get my hands on some. So I'm going to have to arrange that at some point. Not sure how we're going to make that happen with the world a little bit on shutdown right now, but we'll make it I happen. Know. <laughs> well, I'm still mailing them all over the world. Great. So, so people can just <laughs> access that anyway, all of that on your website, couldn't they? Yes, or chakrabalms.com. Yeah. Brilliant. And talk to me about your book. I want to know about Live, Look, Feel. Yeah, well, the book I launched probably for, in fact, I'm due for a new book. But much of what I, I mean, stands true today. And it was really about taking charge of your body, your mind, and your spirit. Mm. Um, so it's, it's a 12 week guide. What I did, I wanted to make it more of a workbook where you can read. Right. journal take notes mm. reflect so it's uh, it's interactive and it's all the things i wanted to know about how to take care of my physical body yes. but also how to take care of my emotions and my spiritual health too mm. now interestingly enough i need to go back in and really put more emphasis on the breath work <laughs> right yes of course i mean work. we evolve though don't we yeah so yes. there's always more growth more happening more to add it's at least let's hope so i always say that if i looked at i, I wrote a book in 2012 and i always say that if i look back at that book and i'm thinking yeah this is the this is the thing i haven't done my job at evolving and growing so i'm very grateful <laughs> i love it it's it's my first book i'm so grateful but i've grown so much since so i completely understand what you're saying are you working on another book now or? well not so much another book. I'm going into delving into some research around the frequency and sound world a little bit more. And I'm sure that a book will come out of that. But for right now, I'm very much just taking in, taking some time to, to research and, and nourish my mind and nourish my soul with things that really light me up. So, yeah, I'm yeah. the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How exciting. So where can people find out more about you and your work? You mentioned Chakra Bombs, where they can find your product. Give us your links, and I'll obviously put all of that below this episode as well. Yes. Well, my website is breatheonit.net, mm. and my Instagram, which I use a lot, is breatheonitwithj. It's J-A-Y. Nice. Uh, Facebook is breatheonit. Mm, breathe on <laughs> it. I love that. Yeah, it came to me. I was, you know, just talking to my web designer at the time, and I'm like, you know, I'm going to, I don't know. I was trying to think of a name of something and I said I'm just going to go I'm going to breathe on it for a bit like wait <laughs> yes it's really good <laughs> very good I love that I absolutely love it what a great brand <laughs> and then uh me a little product pitch you can see chakra bombs yes. so it's chakra bombs.com for the for the bombs but they're also available on my breathe on it site this is awesome 
Well, look, Jay, I am so excited that you joined me today. It's been a long time coming. Obviously, we've connected via social media and through our kindred uh, friend, Will. And it's so lovely to meet you in, well, I say in person. It almost feels like it's in person. Well, your energy is present. So I'm going to say in person. We're meeting in person today. (laughs) Um, And for sharing your goodness, I really celebrate you and all that you are and all that you offer others through your breath work and all the wonderful things you're doing, you know, to make your mark in this world and to make an impact and to help people to reconnect with that power that we were talking about before. Um, I celebrate you and I'm so excited to see how things continue to develop for you. Oh, thank you so much, Simone. You're doing beautiful work too. And I just uh, am honored that you uh, decided to have me on. Oh, my honor. Thank you so much. (laughs) And my final question, because I always like to ask everyone this question, and what is your soulful sound to the world? So that's a self-prayer or desire that you wish upon the world. My wish is that people recognize the fact that they deserve to feel good that it's all within us and to keep moving forward, to keep trying, to keep working at things, to keep looking for modalities that can help them to access that inner light. Because I know from personal experience that I've gone through the journey. I I know what it's like Mm. and I believe people can get there too. So continue to search um, because what's waiting is just a really amazing place of ease, bliss, joy, trust and faith and a lot of a lot of goodness yeah that's so beautiful and the more we can find that light and really tap into it the more that can be the expression and the ripple out into the world and we know that the world needs a lot of light right now so continue to shine yours my friend thank you so much for your time lots of love bye Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please feel free to share it with your friends and remember to subscribe. From my heart to yours, sending you love, healing, and sound wherever you are.